Welcome, world, to episode 83 of the Chamberlain and Chance podcast. My name is Chance. I write the games of chance.blogspot.com. It's the best. Joining me, as always, is Chamberlain. Chamberlain, how are you doing this week? I write infinitebacklog.com, and that's the best. I, I go so far as to say it's better than mine lately, yeah. <laughs> mine, mine really went downhill when I stopped doing reviews. I'm no. amazed I still get I'm amazed I still get views on it's anything. It's just more personal now. That's no, all. It's, it's, it's not. It's just news. That's nice all it is is news. I stopped doing the personal stuff too. Well, it's you still have more personal stuff than say All Games Delta. I mean, he, he just oh, puts up yeah. like screenshots and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. You at least write things and put up nice music posts once in a while. Those are fun. Oh, I should do those more. Mm-hmm. Right now, I have a playlist on my iPod. It's called Options. <laughs> and and what it is, is it's songs that I've singled out that might work for a clip show one day. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and and that's, that's what I've been... Uh, that's generally what I listen to on repeat at work. But the thing is, most of the songs in there I've already used for clip shows. Just, like, Lone Digger was such a good song for a clip just, show. You just need to update it. Just need to get some Greta, Grand, Greta Van Fleet on there. Like I oh, sent God, you some. I think I... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard some. Wait, is that the... Is she That's the one I sent you that that was kind of like the bluesy rock Zeppelin sounding stuff. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, good. Yeah, was yeah, good. yeah. Just don't um, listen to the lyrics because it's a bunch of kids. Like literally 18, 19 year old kids. Well, They'll grow into it eventually as long as he doesn't wreck his voice. Um, So I... Uh, true to my word, I am a... I, I love Ghost in the Shell. I love mm. specifically the first Ghost in the Shell. Yes. I like the Ghost in the Shell uh, anime series, the TV series that they did called Standalone Complex. It's not okay. bad. It's pretty good. Okay. Um, and uh, the new the new one isn't terrible, but it's still not great. Uh, the new kind of, they do like a bunch of one hour OVAs. They weren't bad. It's okay. called uh, Ghost in the Shell Arise. So I had to watch the ScarJo movie. Ugh. Okay. So first, the first Ghost in the Shell came out. How long ago? Is that 20 oh, years old? I want to say like 85 Ghost in yeah. the Shell came out. Yeah, Ghost and Standalone Complex was is not new either. No, but it's like the 90s. Yeah, but I mean the original Ghost in the Shell is a well-worn classic. Classic. That Seminole. reaches beyond the standard anime crowd. Hugely it's, important. Yes. Uh, 1995. Okay, okay. The, I mean it, it's up there with some of Miyazaki's stuff. Yes. Like I would was, say. I, it was the first, and like I've I'd watched anime that did kind of adult stuff that I hadn't thought of before, that I didn't think an, cartoons could do before, like mm-hmm. like Akira and um, uh, uh, Ninja Ninja Scroll. Ninja Scroll. Yeah. yeah, but Ghost in the Shell was the first time I watched an anime, and I was intellectually blown away. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was so important to me that it actually did have like a discussion about the meaning of life and what an artificial intelligence might how it might view its own existence and whether or not it considers itself alive and what it would want. I thought it was, it was brilliant. It was, it was brilliant. And that the original ghost in the shell anime in 95 was a film. It's mm-hmm. not a movie. It's not a cartoon. That's a film. No, it's, you can, everything about it is beautiful. Yes. Um, and then, so, so yeah, I watched the ScarJo uh... um, version of it. I will say that they did a they did a decent job of physically realizing uh, some of the characters in the anime. I think Bato looks really good. I really appreciated that they included uh, the one guy who never got enhanced and he carries around a revolver. They don't, they don't really they don't really like go into these characters very much, but you know that was nice. But the rest of it, it's like 
it's like watching a bunch of stupid bullshit that doesn't matter, and then someone turns to the camera and says... I know what it is to be alive. Uh, it's to make my own choices. And it's like, you didn't earn this moment of gravity. What you're saying isn't even deep. It's just like, like fucking six-year-olds know that. Is this, <laughs> is this because this movie was produced with the American market no. as its intention, as its intended okay. market? Now, is I, it aimed at us idiots in North America? Is that the problem? Uh, that's certainly not the sense that I got from it. I don't know who okay. the fuck it was aimed so I haven't, for. I haven't seen it. I'll be honest. I have not seen don't it Don't watch it. Okay. Don't even bother. I'll put it that up there with the Batman vs. Superman that I will not watch that. Yeah, I felt... like You know, like I, I like kind of having it in my knowledge bank that someone asks me, I can say no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what, what really struck me... Um, was, you know, when a, when a movie starts, you see the name of the production company? Yeah. And then maybe the name of the other production company that helped on it? Yeah. This starts with the names of, like, eight production companies. Oh, jeez. And I'm like, oh, shit, there's a lot of uh, spoons uh, in that pot, man. Mm -hmm. And so they, I don't think they had any idea what story they wanted to tell. They visually take some stuff directly from the anime. Like, do you remember the scene where the garbage truck driver is running away and he's got optic camo on and he's got this cool submachine gun? Yeah. And then she, like, fights him in the water. Yes. They recreated that scene. That was in the trailer, though. <laughs> yes. It wasn't It wasn't as good as the scene in the anime. Well. Uh, the way the major moves around, uh, she doesn't do any cool shit that really gives you an impression of how incredibly powerful she is up until the end when she rips the top off a spider tank. Okay. Just like at the end of the anime, except the reason the spider tank is there is different. And it's this whole thing about the company that created her is actually evil, and she's going to bring it down. It has nothing to do with any of the themes of the anime itself. It was really stupid. It was really, really stupid. And I feel so bad for Ghost in the Shell. You're my friend, and I love you, and I didn't want to see you treated like this. <laughs> so, Scarlett Johansson, was she wooden um, in this? Was she okay in this? She was She was fairly wooden, but you could tell that she was actually, she was doing it intentionally. Okay. She used a walk that she I've never seen her use before. There was something kind of like a little bit mechanical about her walk. Hmm. Um, yeah, so you could tell that she was giving it a shot, but she didn't have the material to do fucking anything. Okay. Like, it was just stupid and way too visually busy. Neo hmm. Tokyo just had way too much going on. You didn't even know where to look. See, that is my fear of how the new Blade Runner is going to look, that they're going to go over the top. Uh, and just make those, it look... Uh, have you even watched those trailers? Like, it looks I have, beautiful. I know, but it's just... It doesn't feel like... I don't know. Blade Runner... Like, like Ghost in the Show is yours. Blade Runner is like... I've owned that movie like three or four times. I, I think I only movie. watched it once and I didn't think that much of it. Yeah, I should see, watch it again. I've got uh, it on Blu-ray. Yeah, I've, I've got like the, blue, the, the five movie collection of all the different cuts on Blu-ray. Which is the well, stupidest thing in the world to own because you never watch anything but the most recent one. <laughs> but Yeah, uh, but it's, you know... It's a collector's thing. Yeah. I enjoy it, yes. Well, um, did you see those screenshots of Preacher that Alex put up on the blog today just talking about the cinematography of Preacher? Uh, no, but I can pull that up. Toot sweet. They're just lovely. They're these lovely little little tableaus that he's, that he's got on his blog today. And, uh, and yeah, like that new Blade Runner, I'm seeing a lot of really intentionally artist, art, artfully kind of designed shots in those trailers. Like it looks quite nice to me. But I don't treat the original as a sacred text, so it doesn't offend me at all. That's yeah, that's true. That's true. Different coming from different places, so we'll yeah. see. Anyway, 
So, so uh, I, I did finish Horizon, as promised. I thought you already. I thought you finished. Oh yeah, you didn't finish. No, Horizon we didn't. Yeah, well, last week we talked about it, and I was like like two hours from the end, so we don't need to okay. go over too much of this. Um, again, spoilers for End of Horizon here. Um, the second to last battle, where it's Aloy and a grenade launcher against waves after waves of guys, is not good. It's such a letdown after this. Yeah, it, it's not. You had said that you wanted to fight one of the big monsters, yeah, one of the big like robots. Chorus. Yes. The giant things. That yeah. that would have been an appropriate ending. The final battle where Hades is sitting there in the corner and you've got one of the medium-sized robots and the other robots are coming away. And I actually managed to get everybody to join me again. I got that trophy. So I had people helping me in that last battle. That was okay. But that, that penultimate battle was like, okay, this... And it went on for like twice as long as it should have. Yeah, it was a real letdown. So... But I, I will admit that the very final scene, and serious spoilers here, guys. Oh, God, it was The so very good. final scene where our so Aloy good. just goes for a walk and goes and finds not her mother, but her. Because she's a clone. She's rebuilt from, and I forget her name now. The grave of Elizabeth, Elizabeth Sobeck. Elizabeth. Elizabeth Sobeck. Not the grave. She finds her. Oh, that's true. She's still in the suit. Yeah, you're Yes, right. Elizabeth and, like, is... flowers are around her. Yes, she's sitting at a bench, and in Elizabeth's hand is a little globe. Yep. That Aloy pulls out. And that was... A, it was a very good way of ending it. It capped it yep. very well. Because Aloy kind of comes full circle. She understands now why she's important, what her role is. Elizabeth kind of got her happy ending. She doesn't know that it all went to shit after she died. She well, died. She succeeded. But she doesn't know it was awful either. I mean, it went, no. it went really poorly after she died because um, that other guy. Well, you know, okay. Uh, took Ted, over. Ted, like, isn't Ted Farrow a fantastic character like he's evil you oh, fucking yeah. hate him but you yes. hate him so much he's so good at getting you to hate him mm-hmm. he is he is like trump and every evil ceo in the world yes yeah and a and cowardly he, little intellectual pissant and even when he's trying to do good he does terrible things yeah like <laughs> he can't oh, help but be evil one so. of the best video game villains and you never meet him no you don't Mm-mm. You just see him through flashback talking to Elizabeth, and he's like making excuses, and and you know, I don't think it's necessarily his fault that the robots go bad, yes, but he it is. built them. Well, he built them in a way that it couldn't be fixed. Mm-hmm. And he I kicked out. And well, no, he what, what what it was was he started using them for military applications, and Sobek was like, no, that's not what these things are for. So she left the company yeah. as like a protest, and it was a big deal. And then he calls her in and says, oh, I got a little um, problem. Can you help? And yeah, she's like, and no, nope, it's too late. The, the no world's one over. can help. The world mm. is going to die. Like, just die. <laughs> oh, it was brilliant. Just so, brilliant science fiction. So, yes, that was the end of Horizon. Um, I welled up. I I did not well up. I I thought it was I thought it was very that that ending section the last little bit there was very well done. I even watched the whole end credits because I liked how the credits looked going yeah. through one of the vaults, um, and the mm. credits coming up in there. So it's it's better than just a crawl. I like that. Um, Gorgeous fucking game. And then I played and st- I started and finished Pyre. You finished Pyre. Already. I finished Pyre. Yeah, it's only about fifteen hours yes. long. It's not okay. very long, and it's all I played since I finished Horizon. Okay. And we we kind of went over your initial impressions last last week about how how wonderfully detailed even just the black wagon is, where you sit in there and you you can interact with all the little bits and pieces that you picked up. And you only played for an hour, yeah, but at okay. at the end of the game, after having gone through at least nine different 
party members. Okay. Because they arrive and then you begin to spoilers. Spoilers. I'm not. Gonna, I, I really. I'm not going to give much away. I really. I'm not going to. But no, it's you, in every review. Yeah. You. 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 You get more um, party members and you begin to send them back to the Commonwealth. So you have a cycling party, but you also begin to pick up trinkets and doodads from all over the downside, and each one of them is interesting because you kind of poke it and it does things. Um, so I, I'm not going to spoil how it goes. I'm going to say that there are are many difficult choices that you need to make. And I actually found the ending section of Pyre more emotionally engaging than Horizon was. Well, because I more identified with these characters in, in, in Pyre. Pyre about, is entirely a narrative, though. It is. It, yeah. Pyre could be a visual novel because yeah. the, the, the slam and jam magical parts of the game become almost a distraction. Once... I was having problems with it at first until I figured out which characters could exploit the AI. And then, unfortunately, that poor character never got to leave the downside because I needed her. So <laughs> <laughs> she was stuck with me. Uh, once I got that part figured out, I, I, I won all but one of the rights. Uh, I won because there's, okay, you didn't get this far. And again, this is very early game stuff. There are two different kinds of rites. There's the normal rites that you do, and then there is the actual purification rite, where you go to the top of the mountain, and you choose one of your characters, and if you win that rite, then that character gets to leave the downside and be greeted with open arms in the Commonwealth. And your first time through, you go through about four or five rites before you get to this final purification rite. And the game begins to pick up speed afterwards by going, okay, now there's only three. Now there's only two other normal rites. And you, the speed at which the purification rites comes happens more quickly. So the game has, has this feeling of crescendo towards your, this final, the last purification rite. So it does feel like it's going somewhere. So e even though, yes, the game would have worked as a book, as a novel, the, the actual parts that you play at least for me, became less of a distraction because they were they were going somewhere. They're becoming more urgent is the word mm -hmm. I'm looking for. It was meaningful so, because it was, it was the characters. It is. It was meaningful and, and, and the characters began to interact and and that wonderful voice, the the voice that speaks to you who sounds kind of like Vincent Price but more anal and he rolls all his R's for no reason. You know, the right shall commence! It's just, it's a great voice and I want to walk around all day talking like that but I won't for our listeners' sake. I just love him so much that he turns on you about halfway through the game. He starts not liking you. Ah, oh, the, the, the false Nightwings have won the right again. And he just gets more angry with you. It's kind of funny. Um, but, is it ever revealed who the narrator is? Yes. Okay, never mind. Yes, Don't it is. No, I, I, I won't because, because when you have time, you, you, you should play it. Yeah, it, it, it is revealed who the narrator is, and it is explained why he begins to really not like you. <laughs> um, he, he begins to actually invade your dreams. Rita, I can tell you are sleeping. So he just kind of starts coming to get you. It's just, oh, it's a great voice. And I think, I actually think it's the same voice actor who did the, did the narrator stuff in the previous Supergiant games. It is not. It isn't? I thought I read not. that it was. Okay, I don't know oh. who this guy is. No, the, okay, uh, Logan Cunningham. It is Logan Cunningham. No, Logan Cunningham. What? In Logan Pyre? Cunningham is the new guy, I think. I think. No. We all right. We we will take a temporary break for this because we need to get this right because the the narrator or the voice is the only voiced character 
in the game. Everyone else has a voice, but it's pretty much just um, gibberish. Okay, yeah, it is. It's, yeah, no, it's the same guy. And so, you know, the, 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 this voice is that kind of nasally thing, but it's the same guy who was doing that kind of baritone stuff in Bastion. So that guy's got some pipes. I don't know how he does that. I need to confirm this. Yeah, Bastion Transistor. Oh, yep. my God. Yeah, so they found this guy, and mm, the other, I, well, I mean. I always, man, this, I, I just found out I'm a little bit racist. I always assumed he was white. He sounds white to me. He is black. Really? Yeah. And Bastion actually sounded black to me. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I never got that. Hmm, I don't know. Wow, bias. It's awful. It's, okay. it's, it's weird how, you know, okay, being being from America, so, complete side note here. When I when I see a person of African American descent from England and they come up with me with a Cockney accent, it just throws my mind for a loop. I just it's like whoa, I can't you know, hmm. like like the guy who plays Flynn in Star Wars. I can't remember his name. Oh yeah yeah yeah. But his yeah. his regular John voice. Boyega. Yeah yeah. He sounds like he's you know from England or from London, and is just being being a dude from America that it kind of bends my head a little bit. You it's put just, an English or British accent on anyone, and I want to have sex with them a lot more. <laughs> There's something about that. Oh, know? there's really is. I remember I was in I was in Safeway once when I was like 18, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to find some maple syrup because I want to make my girlfriend some uh, some French toast. Mm-hmm. And I, I say, excuse me, Miss, like I know I can tell you don't work here, but do you have any idea where the uh, where the maple syrup is? She goes, Oh, I'm sorry, I have absolutely no idea. And I'm like, no. Oh my god! <laughs> can I just stay here and have you read my list to me, please? Yeah. Just eggs, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> milk. Just come on, repeat it back. So no, um, I I, I heartily recommend Pyre. It it is about ten to fifteen hours. The music, just like Bastion and Transistor, is really good. Um, there there's a specific song that is played, um, and sung actually. There's lyrics to it over the purification rites. That's that's really really good. Um, I I. I don't want to talk too much about it because it, it's it's something that needs to be discovered on your own, and everyone's going to have their own experience with it because you'll identify with different characters and you'll send characters back to the Commonwealth in a different order or not at all. And that does make a difference in the end. There are multiple different endings. Um, I got a pretty good ending. You can get some pretty shitty endings out of it depending on what you do and what you fail and what you don't fail. Um, I will admit to cheating a little bit because it does say early on in the game that, that losing one of the rights is not the end of things, that you should just keep going. But I... I couldn't deal with that, so there's one or two of them. I lost one, and then after that, it, it just if I if it was going poorly, I just restarted the right. So I I won all but one. My 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 triumph my triumvirate was almost undefeated. So and that's the end of that voice. I can't you do cheesed. it anymore. You cheesed. I did cheese. I did cheese a little bit. I cheesed a little bit. Man, I have cheesed darkest dungeon. Don't feel bad. That's true, and you still <laughs> lost your trinkets. <laughs> so. <laughs> That was my new game for last week. I was pleased with it. You played a lot of Sundered, and I want to hear about this because your experience with it is not the same as some other people's, and I want to know where you're coming well, from with I, this. Well, no, okay. I, I put up a post on the blog about an hour ago, actually, hmm. which which is part of the reason why uh, why getting the headlines to you today was late. Because ah. I had this thing all written. I just needed to put. I just needed to plug the images into it, but then all the formatting went all fucked, and I had to mess with it for like <laughs> half a fucking hour. I just want to post this thing and get to work anyway. Um, so Sundered is one of these games that like everything Mike Fahey wrote, he's not lying. All that stuff happens. Okay. And you can absolutely like set out for in a certain direction and 
you know, go in that direction for 20 minutes and then die. And then you're back in the center of the map again. And you have all your XP. You don't lose anything when you die. Okay. And so you sit out in that direction again. And you almost make it to the end of this, like, block that you can see on the map. But then you die. And so you start again. Uh. And you set out there again. And this time you make it to the end of that block. Finally, this has been an hour of effort to get to the end of this block and see what's there to explore. And what it is, is a fucking Metroidvania-style lock that you can't get past because you don't have a double jump yet. So there's an hour that you spent on this game and you did not find, you did not kill a boss. You have not unlocked your next kind of Metroidvania ability that will allow you to progress further in the world. Uh, you haven't found a new skill that unlocks a new par- portion of your skill tree. Okay. You just played and played and played, and the game kicked your ass and didn't even tell you you shouldn't be going that way. <laughs> That's what the game does. It is It is that. Um, and I really love it. <laughs> I really, really love this game. Uh, the first night I was playing it, for some reason I had it in my head that Sundered had already been announced for Switch. Okay. And after literally 15 minutes with this game, I was like, okay, I'm buying a Switch. Like, I'm going down there tomorrow and seeing what I can do to, like, get my name in for a Switch pre-order, the next Switch that comes in. I don't care. Having this thing on a handheld, fuck yes, I am buying a Switch. I am paying 400 bucks for that. But? But, no, it turns out it's not announced for Switch. I just uh, assumed it was because it's a high-profile current indie. Um, but the game's I could have sworn it was, too. It no, looks, there's just a lot of It looks like others. a good fit, yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, I don't think it would run, because you can just you can go to the blog, and there's a GIF on the blog. I of, see it, uh, of the swarm. Of the swarm, and yeah, like, uh, even, it, it doesn't slow down on the PS4 at all, except when you're loading a new room, there'll be a hitch sometimes. Okay. Not always, but sometimes. So the fact that that hitch even exists on PS4, I'm like, yeah, the Switch probably couldn't. Probably not, yeah. Probably couldn't manage it. But basically... Um, there's aspects of it that I know you'll hate because in that way it does steal your time. You invest okay. in this game and you don't get any closer to the goal uh, <laughs> um, okay. meaning, meaningfully. But for me, that's not a downside at all. I love playing games because they're fun and I play them because they're fun, not because I need to see credits roll. And I know that's not the only reason you play games. True, but I, I always feel like I'm preparing myself whatever the next game is so i I need that sense of progression to continue and and if i don't get that i feel like the fun that i had was worth the hour that i put into it that was a fun hour so to kind of break it down uh, what sundered is is it is a kind of a classic brawling 2d platforming metroidvania it has some light rogue light elements to it um the the space that you explore so kind of like uh kind of like rogue legacy there's you start in a room in the center of the map and you can explore down to begin with and as you go down you discover these huge blocks on the map and when you get to the edge end of one of those huge blocks and the block is made up of a series of smaller rooms you might find one of these metroidvania locks that you can't get past yet or you can you might find a mini boss room you might find an ability room you might find all these interesting little rooms those interesting little rooms and those giant blocks that connect them are always in the same spot But what fills up those giant blocks that connect those static rooms is procedurally generated. Mm. So you're always going through a new maze every time. Like you're still heading south, you're still heading west or whatever, but you can never memorize it because it's always changing. And so that's the basic structure of the game. If you reach one of those ability rooms and and get that ability, you keep that after you die, correct? You You don't need to go 
Yes. Okay, okay. You never lose anything. The only thing that, the only downside to dying is, is if you wanted to keep going in the direction you were going, you're going to be walking. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. That's it. No, so no fast uh, travel. There is no fast travel. In fact, it mm. kind of encourages you to use death as fast travel to get yeah. back to the Nexus. Because it okay. is the fastest way, although there's a brief load. That's kind of the one downside I'll give to, well, two downsides. I, and I didn't put this in the blog post. I really should have. I just forgot to because I was so hyped on jerking this game off. Uh, <laughs> it crashes a lot. Uh, it's oh. never crashed in a way that costs me any progress. It only ever crashes when I die and reappear at the Nexus okay. for some reason. Um, there was a patch that hit, I think, last night. Yes, multiple patches. In fact, that's the second one. So maybe that corrects okay. it. I don't know. Okay. But it never bothered me that much. Um, the initial load is quite a bit of time. It feels like a full minute. Um, if you start from the Nexus and you go down, then it loads that entire map, the entire southern map. And if you then go back to the Nexus and go west, now you're going into another one-minute load as it loads the entire western portion and of the map. And builds it or whatever it does, the procedural generation it has to do. Okay. Well, I don't think the procedural generation actually occurs until you hit that, uh, that block. Ooh, okay. Okay. So uh, once you've, like, you, you know, you, you run forward, you go back to the Nexus, um, you, you sit down, it reloads, or it kind of, it wipes everything, you run back out again, there's no load. Hmm. Okay. There's really no load. And when you die, the load back of the Nexus is maybe 15 seconds. It's not bad at all. Okay. But so what the game is, is first of all, the presentation of this game, the visual presentation, actually the audio is pretty good too, it is... Western vanillaware quality gorgeous. Like well, maybe, okay, maybe... Go ahead. These guys are the ones who did Jotun. And, and if nothing Jotun. else, the animation on the bosses in Jotun was really good. The animation on fucking everything is sundered is really good. Okay. The only thing I'd say is kind of unimpressive to me, I don't know why, is when there's lasers in the game, mm. they look like they look like effects in a in a video game. They don't look like beautiful hand-drawn stuff. Mm, okay. Which, which I would say is kind of disappointing compared to how the rest of the game looks and how all the enemies and like the projectiles that the enemies fire at you look. It is unbelievably sumptuous okay. how good this game looks it's absolutely gorgeous um so i would i would put it up there with like nillaware clay rayman origins guacamelee but it's guacamelee is not anywhere near as good looking as this it's just well okay. animated um 2d brawling i love 2d brawling like i i think of games like shank 2 salt and sanctuary guacamelee dragon's crown i love those games this is one of those games okay uh a good platformer, like uh, something like Guacamelee, Rayman Origins, going back to Mario, just a, a platformer where like you're just you're just whipping through these levels, like you're you're dashing along, you jump, you hit a wall, you slide down the wall, smack into the ground, and it, it just feels smooth, and you just continue on. It's it's one of these good feeling platformers. I wouldn't call it quite as sharp as um, as Rogue Rayman? Legacy. Okay, like there was something really Legacy. sharp yeah. about Rogue Legacy. I would say it's about on par with Rayman, actually. Well, Rogue no Legacy had the advantage of not looking that great. It wasn't yes. pushing this kind of animation. It was yes, it was a bunch of pixels. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so, th but this feels it's it's instantly comfortable. And to me, there's something just joyous and wonderful and wholesome about a two D platformer. I love it. This is one of those. Mm. Um, it is uh, it, it is kind of a roguelike, and it does have that. Or it's it's definitely a roguelite. 
It's not, um, it's certainly not as hardcore as, you know, a Don't Starve or yeah. a Dwarf Fortress or something like that. Um, you never lose progress, really, but it makes you fucking earn it. When you beat a boss, <laughs> you, you went through hell to get there and you kicked this thing's ass and this thing was really hard. So it, it's incredibly satisfying when you get an achievement in this game. It feels really good. You feel bad fucking ass. And when you do it, you're greeted with like this gorgeous animation of like <laughs> light shooting up from the ground disappearing and then pouring into you and like flooding out your eyes as you get this new ability it looks fucking incredible <laughs> um so i i love games like don't starve and darkest dungeon and rogue legacy and this is another one of those games um i love metroidvanias okay i love games like guacamelee darksiders and shadow complex and hyperlight drifter those are some of my favorite games ever this is one of those I love games where there's a melee attack and you have like the final string of your melee attack is like a wham. Okay. Like like uh, like Kratos, God of War. Yeah. God yeah. of War. This overhead slam or um uh what else like uh, the helm splitter or the the stinger and devil may cry wham. Yeah. Bringing summoning a huge foot out of thin air and bayonetta wham. <laughs> I love those. In this, um, your your weapon is. This shard, I think it's called, it's called the tetrahedron or something like that, and it's conscious and it's part of you now. And you swing it around like a sword most of the time, but it takes shapes. So you eventually get like an ability where you can do a downward slam. And she holds up her hands and her hands become these huge fists of black light and she smashes them into the ground. And the end of her combo, she, for the first four hits, she whips the thing around like a sword. And then for the last thing, she throws it up. It becomes like a hammer. And wham! She slams it down. Okay. It feels really cool. Game Brawlers that do that are some of my favorite brawlers. And <laughs> this is one of those. So the way I put it in the blog post I put up today is that Sundered is a fucking Cobb salad with only my favorite things in it. <laughs> like, it's... I love everything about this game. I love every aspect of it, except for the crashes and the long load time. Everything else, I'm like, oh, Sundered. Well, these are things that can be fixed. So hopefully they... Get around to it. Yes, and when I was gaming last weekend, like I haven't had time since the weekend to play anything pretty much, but when I was playing and I wasn't playing Overwatch with my brother, I was playing Sundered. I mm. haven't even beaten a boss yet. Wow. So. I've, I've killed a couple mini-bosses, and I haven't met a real boss yet. Like I haven't met one of those giant things that you see in the trailers. Uh, the mini-bosses are all giant variations on normal enemies. Okay. And but they will kick your ass. They will just <laughs> kick your fucking ass. Like they are hard. So, like I want Sundered on a portable de portable device. I hope it could run on Switch because I fucking want it on Switch. And the day it comes to Switch, and a review comes out that says it runs well, I'm buying it. There <laughs> I'm it buying is. A Switch. It, it will be time finally. Yeah. Like that's so. it. That is fucking it. I'm amazed. Like I I wasn't expecting it to. It's kind of like how to put it. It was like it was. It was kind of like when Clay made Mark of the Ninja, or made then made Don't Starve, or then made Invisible Ink, and you're like, how the fuck are you guys gonna do that? Yeah, like you guys made Shank. You're not. You're not like the fucking stealth masters. What are you thinking? Oh, really? It's good. <laughs> like that's well, that's what this is to me. Like that's what Pyre is. Supergiant did those first two games, and now you're making an interactive novel slash NBA Jam update. Okay, well, yeah, but that doesn't seem overly ambitious for the guys who made Bastion and Transistor. No, it really isn't. I act, I actually think it's a little under ambitious compared to what they did. With I those games. actually agree. Even though the amount of visual content and the number of characters in Pyre is astronomically higher than anything of them. It past. it it is. 
but the world itself is very small. Yes, you don't. The downside like isn't very big, and, and you don't do much in it. So, but for the guys who made Jotun mm-hmm. to make a game that is, uh, hang on, let me bring up that list again. To make a game that is just gorgeous 2D animated, a sharp brawler, a classic 2D platformer, a challenging road roguelite, a Metroidvania, and uh, just a really satisfying uh, melee game like that. I am really surprised that the team that made Jotun can do all these things correctly, and it does. Are you going to finish it? Are you going to make time to at least get to a boss or two, like the main bosses? I, I mean, don't think I'll be able to resist. I'm those really trailers, I mean, the, the highlight of those trolls trailers are the are big, the bosses. nasty bosses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I really don't think I'll be able to resist. Uh, the only thing that gets me a little worried is I ordered um, Shadow Tactics Blades of the Shogun off Amazon yesterday. Okay. It's supposed to show up on Friday. Um, but I don't think it'll actually keep me away from this. Like I okay. love, I love stealth. I love turn-based stuff. I love Edo period Japan, but Sundered is something that to me is really special. This is something I'm going to be talking about come game of the year Ooh, for me. Okay. Okay. Very good. Yeah. To see if it goes on sale or something at some point for me. I need to, I need to, there are many digital releases coming up in the next couple of weeks that I'm trying to pay attention to and I don't know what to throw money at because yeah, like the, the long dark is out right now I yeah think. that one's out and then um um hellblade is oh yeah hellblade is the eighth i think the eighth correct yeah and then the 15th is matterfall i think i'm gonna skip matterfall <laughs> <sighs> i should go back and play some more time with next machina before i even contemplate Matterfall because well, you beat Next Machina though. Well uneasy. But it has no new content to show you. That's not that kind of game. Uh, Housemark gets that pass from me because I, I, I because I don't have an excuse for that because they break my rules. <laughs> okay, so on the seventh, uh well, first of all, Lawbreakers on the fourth, the sexy eh. brutal on the seventh. Um Batman the Enemy Within. Oh shit, I forgot about that. Hellblade on the 8th, Lawbreakers on the 8th, Masquerada, Song and Shadows. I have no idea what that is. I don't what know that what is, that is, yeah. Uh, Agents of Mayhem on the 15th, Matterfall oh, yeah. on the 15th, Nidhogg 2, Sonic Mania, eh. uh, Summon Night 6, Lost Borders, Undertale, Shit. World to the West. I have no idea what that is. I have no idea what that one is either. Uncharted Lost Legacy on the 22nd, Wolfenstein the 2-pack on the 22nd, yeah. whatever. Absolver on the 29th. So yeah, like there's 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 some interesting yeah for it's just straight stuff. digital. There's a lot of good stuff coming up real quick. Masquerada I mean, I just it's a strategy game. I just watched the last trailer for Hellblade, and I know we both watched that video of the combat months ago, and we both went, eh. but the animation of the main character is really good, and and the the, the facial capture, and then the idea mm-hmm. where she's talking to the voices in her head is disturbing in a much different way then games are usually disturbing. I mean, this is like, I mean, I, I am not schizophrenic. I don't hear voices, but, you know, this character does, and this is how she's being portrayed, and this is what she's fighting, and could be creepy, but if the combat sucks, then no, Price of Admission well, did, is no. Did you not see any combat in that trailer? Not the most, well, no, the last trailer I watched was just like a story trailer. They put up some gameplay in the past two weeks. You can uh, definitely should, find I it on the PlayStation YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it looks better than it did, but it doesn't look great still. Like, oh, uh, she, she swings the blade into an enemy, and you can barely tell that she's actually hit the guy. 
And then he takes a swing, and she just goes flying, and the screen goes red, and she's got to struggle to get back up. And then she takes a couple swings at him, but it seems really ineffectual. And, um, and like, the animation is really nice, but I'm looking at that combat, and you know how you can look at combat and tell that it's fun? Yeah. I can't tell that from this. Yeah. You know? it was So one could say that it was the same thing as looking at the rights from Pyre and saying, that does not look particularly fun to me. Yeah. But I would agree that the rights in Pyre are They grow on you. Yeah, but are you like, oh, I can't wait to play another right? Oh, or are you no. like, oh, I no. can't wait to see where the story is going? No, it's let's, get, let's finish this right and win so we see where the story goes. Is exactly. What it is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so the, at the same time, I really like Ninja Theory. I They're... They're really good games, or some of my favorite games. I love Devil May Cry, loved Enslaved Odyssey to the West, and yeah. I really liked Hellblade. So I want them to do well, it's just they haven't managed to sell me on this game beyond the character. I mean, the idea of the independent AAA is what they're calling this, yeah. and which is why they're charging 30 bucks versus like a 20 or, or a 60 because it's independent. I mean, it's, it's an idea that I would like to support. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a good idea that we don't need AAA games to be 40-hour magnum opuses, you know, make it look good, but be kind of 15, 20 hours. That's fine. Well, for you... But, Oh, I don't it's like that's like custom that's custom bread for you. <laughs> it is pretty much. You know, fifteen, twenty hours, that's I can knock it out in four or five days. That's perfect for me. Um I'm pretty sure Uncharted is supposed to be that cheap. It is, but the difference is Uncharted is getting a physical release, therefore I can get it through Gamefly mm-hmm. and wait on it. So I will play Uncharted Lost Legacy, just not immediately. Will you um, play Hellblade? I don't I don't know. I don't know. It, it depends on how much I get into um, Prey, which I will be starting tomorrow. Ooh. Starting Prey tomorrow, and I did. I got into the Path of Exile beta on Xbox One. Path of Exile. Yeah, it's that Diablo-ish thing that was free to play on PC for quite a while. It's been around for several years. Holy shit! Nine out of ten on Steam. Yeah, no, it's good. It, it, it is. It's not Diablo good, but it's pretty close. Hmm. Um, the writing is. Not good. It's pretty much skippable. You just you skip all the text because it's not Blizzard and you don't care. But the actual combat's not bad. I mean, the the the, the standard gameplay loop of pick up loot, sell loot to buy fatter loot is there and it works well and it looks decent. Um, it's free to play. I, I put a good forty five minutes into the beta last night and, and and had to stop because it was it was like oh this is good this is good but I have to go to bed. Hmm. Um, so. I believe it's going to remain free to play once it gets out of beta because it's been free to play on the PC, which so I can't how complain. Do they make money? Uh, I'm sure there's in-game purchases once it comes out. Probably, I mean, my biggest complaint is it that your inventory, your, your inventory size, what you can carry, is minuscule. So there'll probably be in-game stuff you can buy. There's actually globes of your health and your mana, just like in Diablo. Yeah, yeah, it's Jeez. a pretty direct ripoff. Yeah, uh, almost all items are have sockets for embedding things in them, which is right out of Diablo. Uh, but what's interesting is that your your abilities, like your, your different attacks, don't come from your skill tree. They come from gems that you embed into your weapons or armor. Weird. And those skills level up as long as they're embedded. But, the, I mean, the nice thing is, so you're like, you're very jealous, you guard these gems with your life. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, you can remove them from weapons, no problem. Okay. Buy a new weapon, pull the gem out, put it into the next one. So that seems weird that they would t- 
if if this is where 100 percent of your abilities are, why tie them to the weapon? Why not give yourself a separate thing so that every time you get a better sword, you don't have to worry about swapping gems? I I don't know. I mean, it, it did not seem cumbersome, but I have not played it for long. I I have I I know people online that have put just obnoxious amount amount of hours into the Steam version of it. Oh. They just swear by it, so. It's a good get for Xbox. I mean, it's free action RPG that does not play or look like ass. There you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not a 10 out of 10. This is like an 8 out of 10, 7 out of 10. Good stuff, and hey, free. So why PC not? PC Game of the Year 2013 from GameSpot. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, GameSpot, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm curious how they make their money now. What are the microtransactions in this? I, no, whatever there is is not in the beta. Beta is is strictly just play, and they warn you that I, I I don't even know if any progress you make is going to be saved, which is the other reason mm-hmm. I stopped playing the beta because I don't want to oh, get into no. this thing and get wiped when it goes live, especially if you put you know hours into it and get something you like. So mm. I'll I'll pay attention to it and see when it finally comes out, mm. and depending on what else is being played at the time. But no, pray is next. I will start pray tomorrow. I will not start that this evening. I don't know what I'll do tonight. I'll do something else. Hmm. You should you should try uh, Sunders. <laughs> <laughs> it depends if I'm gonna if I'm gonna fork up next week and, and buy Hellblade. I'm not gonna buy Sundered. I can't justify purchases like that so close. Okay, to well then I, I would go in ahead and say don't buy Sundered because you will hate it. Okay, you will All fucking right. hate it. You will feel that this game has robbed me, <laughs> robbed me of my time. Sorry, yes. I love that voice. I gotta stop doing it. <laughs> it's just the rolling R's that I hit for no reason. Robbed me. Robbed me of my time. Dear reader. Anyway. (laughs) Does that mean it's time for headlines? Uh, Unless you play anything else, yeah, I think it's time for headlines. Tragically, I have not. Mm, Busy week, that's okay. In Overwatch news, uh, I thought there was other stuff that I just, like, didn't screenshot or didn't mark down for headlines this week. But either way, uh, the summer games are coming back. Uh, uh, The game, or the community kind of expected them to be yesterday on the uh, the 1st of August, but no, it'll launch on August 8th this year, and hmm. it's expected to be three weeks again. Uh, Lucio Ball will return. Uh, it'll still have the Rio uh, Arena from last year, but it'll also have a new Sydney, Australia <laughs> Arena. Um, they've also changed the way Lucio's ult works, uh, so he no longer... Uh, sucks the ball to him. Now he like gets like a nano boost where he goes faster and is more powerful, or whatever. And they made it so that you can't boop the goalie out of the goalpost anymore. anymore <laughs> apparently, now uh, all of this means nothing to me. I never played. Lucio never touched ball. it. Okay. Never touched it last year. The only thing I gave a shit about was the tracer skins. <laughs> I literally spent 150 bucks on Overwatch loot boxes. To get, to get those tra- to get that tracer skin last year, <laughs> and uh, and so this year, uh, Jeff Kaplan made a made a video and made a point of noting on the video that all the skins from last year will be available. You can just buy them with your in-game currency, your in-game gold, uh, for the cost of a normal legendary. So okay. usually, an event legendary is three thousand gold. The ones from last year will be one thousand. There will be uh, new legendaries, it sounds like. It sounds like Junkrat's getting one. Uh, Mercy's getting one, which I think he said something like it's his favorite skin of all time. Mm. So I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I know that Mercy's spray for the Summer Games last year was her playing, like, uh, badminton. And it was it was basically <laughs> just like, a, pol- like a, a polo shirt with short sleeves and a pair of shorts. And... One of the things that I really love about Tracer's graffiti skin is that it's the closest thing she has to casual wear. Okay. In fact, it's the closest thing any character in the game has to a casual outfit, okay. which is what the community really wants. 
And so if Mercy gets something like that, oh boy, I mean, if Mercy gets fucking anything, I'm getting it. I don't care, obviously. <laughs> uh, there's supposed to also be something for uh, McCree and Widowmaker, so they might also get legendaries. Um, Reinhardt is still buggy as shit, and that's uh, it's kind of all the Overwatch news right now. What's still wrong with him? They did, I thought they changed something with his charge where it doesn't bounce they did, people they away. They keep on trying to fix it, and it's still broke. Like, what it does now, like, in addition to a bunch of other shit, <laughs> still goes <laughs> wrong with him. Like, he'll charge someone, and he'll... Let's say you charge him into a... Uh, or charge someone into, like, a desk. That person will hit the desk, not get killed by the charge, which they should instantly die from, and they will, like, pop out the back of the desk and be just fine. Weird. And if you charge them into certain walls, they will just go through the geometry of the world, through the wall, and they're stuck in there for the rest of the match, unless they can manage to kill themselves. Oh, wow. So, so yeah, yeah, it's pretty buggy. And this isn't, like, 100% this happens. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, but it happens often enough that people have noticed it, yeah. And, it, you know, there's gifts up on Reddit all the time. There's yeah. Every day, so, so yeah, mm-hmm. Reinhardt's still kind of fun. Hitboxes are hard. Look at Abigail <clears throat> in Street Fighter V. Ha, ha, ha. Um, Psychic Readers Network, which is a real thing, and holds the <laughs> rights to the TV psychic personality Miss Cleo, <clears throat> has filed a suit against Rockstar Games over the appearance of Auntie Poulet, <laughs> who bears a striking resemblance to Miss Cleo and is clearly a fucking um, uh, satire. Yeah. In Grand Theft Auto Vice City, <laughs> which came out 15 fucking years ago. <laughs> this is so funny. I... Uh... It took them this long to figure this out, or somebody just noticed? It, like, pro- oh, it's probably so like they were weird. looking around trying to find someone to sue. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're like, we're not getting much money off this whole psychic thing right now. Maybe. That's the American way right there. Very likely. And mm. uh, and whatever happened to that Lindsay Lohan lawsuit? Oh, I'm pretty sure it just disappeared. Yeah, so I would anticipate this as a same. Well, plus, if you're going to sue someone, first maybe make sure that they have less money to invest in litigation than you. Yes. And Rockstar ain't that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this is not going to end up well for them. Um, the Kickstarter for a cool-looking hack-and-slash Metroidvania called Beyond Human is now up. They're looking for 25,000 euros. I encourage anyone to go take a look at that. And in fact, I think once we're done the podcast, I'm going to go back that. I'm going to throw like 80 bucks at him. Okay. Yeah. What are their announced platforms? Uh, PS4 and Vita, and I don't care about anything else. Mm, But in every tweet for like the past month about the game, they've just put hashtag Vita on there. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, they're making it in Game Maker Studios, which... um, which was built into all the way up to the last update for Game Maker Studio 1, it was easy to export the code into Vita. Okay, that's cool. Now, some games run in Game Maker but don't do all that great on Vita, like um, uh, Nuclear Throne was a Game Maker game, but it just had a lot of slowdown when a lot of shit was going on on screen. Okay. Um, so this could have that too. I know Game Maker 2.0, when it launched, it didn't actually have Vita support for export because they, uh, the studio said that less devs were, were interested in exporting their games to Vita. But, but yeah, this isn't using Game Maker, so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, well, so what I don't want is to fucking back this thing, wait three years and say, yeah, it turns out it doesn't actually run in Vita. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Bloodstained. <clears throat> Bloodstained? Bloodstained's not coming. Uh, yeah, but how long has that been? It hasn't shown up on Xbox either. What do I care? It hasn't shown up on anything. It hasn't shown no. up anywhere. No, but it's still coming, and it, and it still looks better than Mighty Number no. 9. It's, that's not hard. <laughs> 
Uh, Marvelous Entertainment held a hundred-minute Senran Kagura press conference on Monday morning. Okay, did you did you watch this press conference, or did you no. just get okay? Good. No, no, no. Okay, I got okay, the okay. I got the gist. And, and Can you I use a joking. not J word, please, with an yeah. I in there? We're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got enough to smell what was going on in there. Oh. I can almost taste it from here. <laughs> no. Anyway. <laughs> uh, no, so like it was, it was like early, early Monday morning. So I basically woke up to the first news on my Twitter feed, and I, we were joking last week, like or a week before, like what are they gonna fill ninety minutes with? Yeah, well, and turns out like seven fucking games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like no, I don't think anyone was anticipating this much, but they're really milking this for all that's worth. <laughs> oh God, damn it! <laughs> okay, uh, so a DLC character was announced for Peach Beat Splash. No one cares. No. Uh, Peach Ball, Senran Kagura, a pinball game for the Nintendo Switch was announced. Uh, now, I, I just need to pull up a quote from uh, series producer Kenichiro Takaki regarding pinball. why there needs to be a... For the, for the listener who isn't familiar with the name Senran Kagura, these are pervy Japanese games with big-titted high school girls. Mm-hmm who are shown in various stages of undress and distress at mm-hmm. being undressed. So, <clears throat> quote, why did he make, why did you want to make a pinball game? And this is a direct quote from the series producer. Oh, this, this is going to be awful. This is going to be awful. This is something I've always wanted to do. I wanted to play something that will let me feel when a ball touches breasts. Uh, I want to play pinball on a woman's body. Oh, so that oh, is coming God. to the most family-friendly platform on the market right now, the oh. Nintendo Switch. Well, something will finally use those Joy-Con Rumble things. HD the, Rumble. Oh wait, but there's do. but there's more. I, I think so, they do actually. Yeah, they yes, do and then there is Shinobi Ruffle Senran Kagura. It is a story-driven game, mostly just about feeling up girl. So I saw a trailer for this. Yeah. And I sent Chance an email, and the contents of that email were, ah, no, 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 no. After seeing, and it was, it was, it was the developer with a Joy-Con in each hand, kind of going back and forth. And then they flashed the video of him massaging the inner thigh of one of these busty high school girls. See, the, and the video it was I saw, making he, he the wasn't sound. It, lo- it looked like a pair of it looked like a pair of fists on screen, like whacking yes, at the thigh yes. gently, and the thigh was jiggling a little oh, bit. And I'm like, and the whose sound fantasy it made. is this? The sound it, it was made. This, oh, I, I didn't have audio. Oh, it, it was uh, <laughs> I was just like, what the? F- <laughs> I mean, it was. And the thing is, as you're doing this, the girl is clearly not impressed. No, she's not enjoying this at all. And then the, the next section of the video is him with like a rolling massage roller thing, which okay. do feel good. They do feel good, but it was okay. just like, no, it, this is too weird. And no, yeah, and so like the the Senran Kagura brawlers that I enjoy, and I do enjoy them, listener. Judge me all you want, but I do. Those are you know fun brawlers that are kind of funny, sexy most of the time. That have these really pervy aspects. If you want to look for them and find them, there's a thing called the dressing room where you can go in there and you can <laughs> take all the clothes off the girl, and then like you tap the screen on her, and she's like, "Oh, what are you touching?" <laughs> And then there's a thing in Estival Versus where if you touch her enough and feel her up enough, she will try to kiss you. And yeah. then if you touch the screen appropriately, she leans in and just gives you a little peck. And it's really cute. It's really okay. cute. All right. Okay. But you have to fucking look for it in that yes. game. And it's not the point of the game. This, 
That is the entire fucking game. Uh, is just poking this digital girl while she's like, ah, what are you talking about? What do you know? That's Seriously. not okay. Well, it's like sexual assault the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a time and place for everything. It's called college. And there's a place for pervy Japanese video games, but this feels like, you know, it's for people who are over fucking 18. Yes. And, and I, this doesn't need to, like, what is the market for this? What is the market for a just under R-rated sex time video game? On the Switch? Yeah. This should be, an, like, I mean, I could see this being an Android game or an iOS game. Well, speaking of. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, like, and the thing is, I believe that in Japan, at the very least, the draw of of objectified women is enough to make that game a success. I think if it wasn't, we wouldn't see, we wouldn't have an announcement of seven titles in this no. series. Nope, nope. But I'm really hoping that the sexuality on its own isn't enough to sell that game. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's going to be behind glass or something at, at GameStop. I have to walk in there and, and ask casually, you know, can I see the... Uh... The Senor yeah, Kagura game, please. Uh, who, who has been... Yeah, I think Exceed has been localizing the Senor Kagura games. And, uh... I, you know I, what? They've they've localized weirder shit, I'll say. Yeah. I believe the who Switch is region-free, so... I believe yes, it's region-free. And and really, the point... Well... Okay, the other thing I'll say about Senor Kagura is that this game is, is entirely story and filling up digital check. And the story in the Sender and Kagura games is actually usually quite good, surprisingly good. And I know I'm saying this is like saying I'm reading Playboy for the articles, but hey, you know, yeah, but uh, but actually, it is one of the strengths of the series, I would say. But at the same time, no, <laughs> no, no. Like if this I is going, to, a little, this is like one step too far, it's, or, or at least it's, one it's step a lot too of far. steps too far for a game that was already. Too far. Mm-hmm. There's a lot in those games that are already too far, as far as I'm concerned. And, yeah. Okay, so what was it called? Uh, what was that panty shooter game for Vita and PS4? Oh! Galgun. Yeah, Galgun, Galgun yes. yes. Peace. That was... That, one. that was uh, P-Cube, I think. Yeah, it was P-Cube. I saw... S- same company that did um, Valkyrie Drive. They do a lot of visual novels, too. Okay. Yeah, Galgun was pretty bad, too. It was pretty bad. Um, but it wasn't as bad as Senran Kagura. No, not quite. Uh, they also announced Shinobi Master Senran Kagura New Link. It is an RPG for iOS and Android smartphones. There is a trailer out there that doesn't show you any video, any of the gameplay. Yeah. Like, I have no idea what even fucking genre that RPG is. Um, <laughs> so what I want, what I was actually hoping for is I really like the brawler, so I was hoping for some new brawlers, and actually we got two from the sounds of it. Uh, Senran Kagura Burst Renewal. It's a remake of the original game for the 3DS. Uh, the first Senran Kagura game was a side-scrolling brawler for the 3DS. Okay. Uh, because when asked what he wanted to see in 3D, the, no. Kenichiro Takaki thought about it, and uh, immediately the answer was boobs. Boobs. Yeah. Yes. So he made this game for 3DS, and it spawned a very successful series, it would seem. So they're taking the story of that and remaking it kind of in the Estival versus uh, engine on PS4 with the gameplay of the um, the versus series on PS4, which is which are the games that I like. Yeah. The, the thing is, it's just on PS4. I don't know that I would get it to play on PS4. I really like the Senran Kagura games on my Vita. Uh, but they also announced Senran Kagura Seven, but it's spelled Seven and then even after it. So I'm hoping it just means Seven. 
Uh, Senran Kagura 7 Girls Happiness for PS4 that will launch in Japan in fall 2018. Uh, no, not even a screenshot of that. But after looking at the gameplay of Burst Renewal, I'm hoping they're making a new engine. Okay. <laughs> Showing its I, age a little bit. Yeah, well, it's not just slowing its age, it's just that it looks exactly as good as Estival Versus did. Okay. And Estival Versus was on Vita and PS4, so I could see it not looking like, oh, a PS4 game. Mm-hmm. You know, it just looked okay. But if you're going to make one that's just PS4, better fucking bring it. Like, make yeah. it look good. Maybe the only reason they're doing that is because it is a remake, and maybe we're going to get, like, some fucking next-gen boob and butt physics in, in Senran Kagura 7. <laughs> They did say they're looking into additional ways or additional methods of clothing destruction, so there's that advancement in technology oh, to look forward gosh, to. Gosh, this is what we've come to. Well, this is, no. PS4 Pro exclusive content of clothing, <laughs> you know, damage. The fabric rips in just the right My way. My God, you could really tell how cold she is. Uh. <laughs> Okay. Why is the gravity not working? Oh, wait. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, into more interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the rumor came up of a Midnight Club reboot this week. Um, mm. It appeared on the Xbox Live store, and people are saying people believe that it'll be a reboot and not like a remake of the original because there's licensed cars listed, like Nissan and shit like that, yeah, which man. the original game did not have. God, Midnight Club is old. Holy cow. Yeah, but it was fun. I, it was I fun. That. Those were good. Those were good games. Wasn't that like PS2? Uh, I believe so, yeah. I think it was PS2. That was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, an open beta for Dreadnought is now available on PS4. There was another open beta. Is it Lawbreakers? What am I thinking of? I don't know. I thought Lawbreakers is actually going to be out for sale soon. It is. Yeah. I suppose I could still be beta testing it. Is Dreadnought like uh, a 4X game? Is it a strategy game? I don't know. Oh, Dr- okay. I forget the company that made it, but it's a pretty good company. Uh, Dreadnought PS4. No, what it is is it's kind of like a space, okay, a open uh, tactical space combat game hmm. where instead of flying like, you know, a cool little fighter, you're flying something the size of a Star Destroyer. Oh, okay. Yes, and uh, and it's it's all about like these epic space battles. It's made by Jaeger. Holy shit! It's made by Jaeger. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So there's so actually it, hope here. Yeah. Yeah. So Jaeger are the guys who made uh, Spec Ops: The Line and started making. Or wait, did they start making Dead Island Two and stop, or did or was it given to them after the other company stopped? I think it was taken away from them. That sounds right. Yeah, it was taken away from them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they well, they made a combat flight simulator called Jaeger. Then they made something called Aerial Strike Low Altitude High, high Stakes. Then mm-hmm. Spec Ops The Line and now Dreadnought. Five years since Spec Ops. People still talk about that game. Anyway. <laughs> it was unique. It still is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo insists that the Super Nintendo Classic will be available for pre-order from retailers in North America in late August. Um, available stocks of the Nintendo Switch currently, like six months after the fucking thing's launch, indicate that that won't matter. You're not getting one. I have so many people who said, you know, if you see one, just buy a couple and we'll buy it from you. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do that because I know I'll never actually see one. Yeah. Right. And the thing is, I would buy, if I could, I would buy two. Mm-hmm. I would buy one for myself and the other one I would just stick in a closet and give to my older brother for Christmas. I know he would piss himself over that. Mm-hmm. He would love that. See, the funny thing is, I asked my brother, like, do you want one? And he thought about it. He's like, well... I actually have most of those games, and my Super Nintendo still works. Oh. 
Does so, he have a TV that he can actually plug it into? Uh, he does. He found a way to plug it into a flat screen. I need to find him an old school CRT for it to look right because hmm. it's kind of stretched on oh, the screen. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's actually getting hard to find old school CRTs because they're, yeah. they're. I mean, you have to find one at a garage sale or something like that. And then hope so, it actually works. Yeah, that's the hard part. And then if you they, once you have it, you can't get rid of it because no one takes them. <laughs> yeah, they'll just die after a while. Yeah. Man, I used to have like a 27-inch CRT. Like, oh my God, my back hurts just thinking about it. <laughs> I had, my first HD was a widescreen, a widescreen flat screen CRT. It Weird. took two men to bring it in. Yeah, it was my first HD TV. Was I had, I had a CRT HD. In my head, that was like three grand at the time. Uh, I don't remember how much it was, but it was it was crazy expensive, and it it took it took two men to get it in and out of my house. It was so heavy, I couldn't move it on my own. That's what's that's really the great benefit of flat screens is I can oh, lift I up a fifty inch on my own exactly and not feel that bad here. about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you game on PC, listener, uh, go to Steam, type in the words "Immortal Planet" and hit enter. Check that out. Uh, what that is is it's an isometric souls game, but it it's not um, it's not polygonal. Like these look like really nice hand drawn sprites, hmm. like you see in um, in Invisible Ink or something like that. It looks really nice. The animation looks really nice. The combat looks fun. Like we were talking about how combat can look fun early in the mm-hmm. episode, talking about Hellblade. This looks fun. So if you game on PC, check that out. Like it's not even early access or nothing. This is a launch. And uh, the reviews I suffered last night on Steam actually were all pretty positive. So, yeah, hmm. uh, Immortal Planet. It just appeared last night. looks really good. Uh, got some Persona announcements today. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Persona Q2 was announced for Nintendo 3DS. So That is, what, a remake? I don't know what that is. No, no, no. Um, they What they did was called Persona... or. It was like called Persona Q Labyrinth or something like that. Okay. And it was it was either a, a DS or a 3DS game. Either way, it was a Nintendo handheld game. Yeah. And it takes a bunch of characters from the Persona universe and chibi and makes them chibis. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's just like a little a little extra JRPG for for with a oh, Persona cast, like that Final Fantasy game that came out beginning of yeah, the year. Very much so. Very much yeah. like World of Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they also announced P3 Dancing Moon and P5 Dancing Night Star for hmm. uh, both PlayStation 4 and Vita. Um, basically sequels to Persona 4 Dancing All Night. Why you would release them both at the same time is really weird to me, but those will apparently uh, pop up in spring 2018 in Japan. Hmm. Yeah. Still no announce of a new Persona Arena, though. Which yeah, is what everybody wants. But again, like when, like, remember when the all those domains they registered leaked? Yeah, there was a P5 Arena, I think, in there. Yeah, and Arc System Works has been doing Guilty Gear, right? Uh, yeah, but they're also working on Dragon Ball Fighters right now. Exactly. So they're, they're a little exactly. busy at the moment. Exactly. So it wouldn't surprise me if maybe after Dragon Ball we get that. Yeah. Unless uh, Atlas just gives it to another dev. But why would you? <sighs> That'd be a mistake. Arc System Works. Arc yeah. System Works is on fire right now. They really are. Uh, groovy puzzle adventure game Hob from the Torchlight devs will launch on September 26th. God, more digital-only stuff to pay attention to. Man. It looks so good. It I'm does. totally getting that one. That is one that I'm definitely day one in. I don't care what else is out. Um, yesterday, it was either yesterday or Monday or a couple days ago, a Souls-like game called Sinner, Sacrifice for Redemption, was announced for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. I encourage our listeners to go watch video of that so you know <laughs> not to buy it when it comes out. <laughs> looks really bad. Yeah. That's really bad. 
various retailers have listed Batman the Telltale series for the Nintendo Switch. Additional rumors confirm that it runs really badly. <laughs> like, really bad. Like, this frame rate. This is... This is the soothsaying portion of headlines, but I guarantee you he's correct. <laughs> I, I promise you he's it. correct on this one. You could, you could be running that shit on Alex's computer and it would yeah, still it have run, frame rate problems. will not run. And yet, I will still buy the whole season of the next Batman when it comes out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I actually, I picked up um, the... Season pass? Not the season pass. I, I had the season pass for the um, Gal- Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy one, and I haven't played okay. any of the episodes yet. I think I made that one, let me let, may let that one kind of sit until all the episodes are out. And I just played all at once. fucking anything about that. I mean, reviews have been like, it's pretty good. Oh, really? It, yeah, I mean, it, the problem is that came out, and then they announced the new Batman one, and they announced um, Wolf, uh, Wolf Among Us 2, and that's all people care about now. Uh, episode 1 got a 72. Yeah, so they're okay. The, the, the two episodes of it are out, so it's it's going to be overshadowed by the Batman one and the fact that Wolf Among Us Season 2 is a real thing. Uh, Low-budget, hyperlight drifter-like Phantom Trigger will launch on PS3 and Switch on August 10th. Um, yeah, I, I would actually encourage anyone with a Switch to go check out video of that. Because if I had a Switch, I would probably buy that. It's no hyperlight drifter, but... It's not available on the Switch, so... Yeah. Uh... PS Plus in Europe is getting a 20% price hike effective Yikes. August 31st. It'll go up to 60 euros a year. It is currently at 50. So if you're living in the UK, uh, go out there and buy some cards right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I bought Stock myself up. like I bought myself and my brother like three years worth of PS Plus before the price hike in Canada. <laughs> and uh, finally this week, Dragon Quest XI Echoes of an Elusive Age was announced for localization this week. And... Cool. Uh, it launched in Japan on Saturday. Between Saturday and Sunday, it moved over 2 million units. Jeez. And uh, something something that did really, really well, like, what was it? Uh, Splatoon did really, really well. Its yeah. first week, the full week in Japan, it moved, like, 675,000. Yeah. So, like, 2 million units in Japan is... Oh, that's like Pokemon numbers. This is a Dragon Quest game that actually looks like it belongs on the current generation of hardware. Shockingly, and, and that hasn't happened ever. <laughs> yeah, did you did you see that post any last I week? I did. It, it looks was, really yeah. good. Like that's like really. Yeah, <laughs> this is a Dragon really Quest game. I'm so used to them being like a generation behind. Well, not only that, but how many JRPGs do we have that Very... really feel like they're utilizing the hardware? Oh, We've almost got Final none. Fantasy. Yeah, and, and that's it. Yeah, like I mean, you could say you could say the Souls games, but you wouldn't really call those JRPGs. No, you you can't even say the fucking Persona is really no, it's not blowing you away visually. It's blowing you away stylistically. Stylistically, but yeah, hardware wise, it's not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like Final Fantasy and this. <laughs> See, it's because they can do that because Dragon Quest has such a guaranteed audience in Japan. They knew it was going to sell two million units yeah. over the weekend, so they could afford. To spend the money on it, so many, so many other JRPGs now feel like they're almost, you know, not quite indie, but they're not big budget endeavors. Yeah, they're double A at the best. Yeah, they're just not going to sell as much like as Tales. they used to. Yeah, I mean, Tales comes out, and Tales probably sells about the same every time, and that allows them to make the kind of games that they make for Tales. And I love right. Tales, but visually, they're always significantly behind the curve. I'm really hoping the Trails of Cold Steel three. Uh, Trails of Cold Steel 3, uh, the first two Trails of Cold Steel games were PS3 and Vita. Trails of Cold Steel uh, 3 is, I think, PS4 only. 
Mm, okay. So I'm really hoping that it looks like hot as fuck. Delta colds. Nothing else. It'll run at a decent resolution. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, there's screenshots up. Images. And the verdict is... Uh, the image is too small for me to tell. Hang on. I gotta, ah. go to I gotta go to size. I gotta go to large. And then I'm gonna click on this one because it's 1280. View image. And... Yeah, that's not bad. Okay. It's okay. Not bad. She looks pretty good. That's good news. And the care like I, I that's one of those Vita games that I really wish I'd never stopped playing. Cause it was really good. I was really enjoying it. That's this whole series I've missed completely. I haven't touched any of those games. Yeah. And I'm as a, as a well, JRPG person. Not many of them were localized. In fact the last important ones were uh, PSP games. Wow. It was called uh, Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky, and it was like it was it was a, a Valkyria Chronicles level sleeper hit over here. Nice. Yes, uh, like great great characters. Combat was decent, um, but uh, the writing and the characters in the world is just amazing. And so, uh, yeah, that's that's one on Vita that I really should keep playing. In fact, I think I will. I think I'm going to take my Vita to work tomorrow. Find some time during lunch, play a little bit. That's right. Because lately, all I do is I rewatch my clip shows, and I it just makes me want to play Overwatch. And I <laughs> You can't play Overwatch. You have to put time into Sundered. I got you such a good play of the game with my brother over the weekend. <laughs> okay, we're on we're on the bridge on Eichenwald, right? And uh, I think we're defending. No, we were attacking. We were attacking. And I come up uh, right outside the castle, and the Lucio is there, and I get into a quick deal, duel with the Lucio. And the Lucio almost boops me off the bridge, but I blink right back into him, finish him off, turn around, zip up to the payload where they have killed my, the two of my team members who are on the payload. I drop my pulse bomb on the soldier, rewind out of there, it takes out the soldier and the tracer, and then I kill the Mercy. It was what? really, really good. I wiped yeah. like two-thirds of that team. Quick three for right there. Yes. So last week, sometime in there, I forgot to mention this, I did boot up Street Fighter V just because I wanted to give Abigail a test. Okay. And I, I hate him. I don't like how he feels. I don't like how he plays. No, is he free because of a season pass thing? No, well, I mean, I bought my season pass. Yeah, so yeah, okay. I have him already. Um, but I mean, I okay, I paid for him. I might as well play him at least through the tutorial in his story mode. Okay. And he, he's ridiculous. He, he It's difficult to fight against him because it's hard to tell where he begins and ends. There are certain moves that are designed to whiff on crouching characters. But when Abigail crouches, he's still taller than most characters. So you'll have moves that go clean through his head and don't do a thing. It just it looks silly. And I know why they did that, because Hugo in Street Fighter Four was the largest character, and he was very frustrating to play as because he was gigantic and there were things that would hit him that didn't work on other characters. So they're trying to make Abigail viable by adhering to the same hitbox rules as the smaller characters. That's bullshit. In reality, when you're watching him, it looks just silly. It's just silly. Yeah. And the problem now is that Abigail is basically broken. In the right hands, he will do like 75% damage. It's just crazy what he can do. Um, but I had it booted up, and I have not played Street Fighter Online in three, four months. So I'm like, all right, I, I have it on here. My arcade stick's plugged in. I'm going to go into practice mode just to see if I can remember how to play Nikali, and I'll turn on invites for just player matches. I don't even want to touch rank, just player matches. I get, finally get a player match. Matchmaking is still slow on this game for no good reason. I get a player match. Um, it's a bad Akuma. I win the first round, and he disconnects <laughs> from a player match. 
and and you know and one then thinking this is what I came back for <laughs> people disconnecting from player matches come on people so that's kind of that's, that's one of the things that's actually keeping me away from overwatch right now is the the forum communities have always complained about the communities but it feels like it's all it is lately mm. is people just complaining about the people on their team and I like to think that if I did comp, I wouldn't find that. But no, that's what they're talking about. They're talking about people in comp. Jeez. Just doing stupid, weird shit. And, you know, it just keeps me away because I know I wouldn't find an, a fun game. Or I it, think... The, the, the fighting game community is so anti-Capcom right now, it's funny. Hmm. To the point where where personalities, people in the community, will say nice things about like Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Okay. And they'll get crucified for saying nice things about it. Even though these are people who have sat down and have played the game, and they acknowledge, yes, the roster sucks, but the game itself is fun to play, and they'll get killed on Twitter for being shills, just because Capcom is now, Cap. I mean, people are completely anti-Capcom at the moment. Why? Like it's because Street like Fighter Five. It's not like the biggest thing at Evo was uh, was Guilty Gear. It, it wasn't, but I mean, keep in mind the 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 entrance just dropped halfway for Street Fighter Five. Mm. It, it, it's the handling of Street Fighter Five has has not been great. Really, it's been really bad. And the, the problem was is is it's it's not that people are peaking skill wise. Is that Matches become very, very samey to watch. I mean, even in that top eight you watched the Evo, you could tell towards the end that it felt, you know, matches always kind of laid out the same way. It felt very samey after a while. Each character had a very specific thing they were trying to do, and that was really the only viable thing for that character to do. Mm-hmm. It's difficult, yeah, it a, as you say, combo. It's, as you say, to express yourself in yeah. the game. There isn't a whole lot of expression. There's a right answer and a wrong answer. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of boring to watch after a while. You begin to watch it for the personalities. Um, speaking of which, Punk is just fine. I saw him kicking ass at whatever saw, the next tournament was. I saw him was. disconnect. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he, is a, he is a child, So, but I, I, I saw him playing Ken, actually, just whooping up on a Pornicali for like the grand finals of some tournaments. So he, he's fine. He'll come around. The announcers, uh, so talking about Evo, the announcers were talking about how um, that uh, the Dulcine player... Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, were, they were talking about how he was a... Okay, what the hell is it? It's a, a Filipino champ. Filipino champ. F-champ. Yep. Yeah, they were talking about how F-champ it was considered a heel in the community. Yes. In wrestling terms, he's a heel. But in when he had his match against uh, the guy who would go on to win the tournament... What's his name? Oh, uh, Tokido. When he had his match against Tokido, they got up and hugged after. When... Okay. I think F-champ actually doesn't intentionally play the heel role okay because that makes it interesting and he gets heat i mean it's 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 not necessarily good to pull parallels between the fgc and like wrestling but it is apt in some cases because you've got heroes and you've got villains you've got people playing to the crowd f champ knows that they're that that he gets more of a reaction when he's being a dick Mm. but when he's clearly overmatched or when he respects someone he he won't do it he respects taquito Hmm. He, okay, you know. know, but when he's playing someone that he doesn't respect, um, <laughs> for example, last Evo, um, Marvel vs. Capcom, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, um, F-Champ plays a team that has Magneto on it, and he was playing against the person who didn't win last year but won the year before, 
um, who was playing Team Big Body. I forget I forget the gentleman's name. He's from South America, um, but he plays Team Big Body of Sentinel, Hulk, and Hagar. Uh-huh. And F Champ openly mocks this team. He says it's not a real team; it's pure gimmicks. And so he basically trolled the guy on the main stage at Evil by just pushing him away with Magneto mm-hmm. for like 45 seconds, just being a dick to him because he didn't respect him. Um, he respected Tokido, so that's why you got that reaction from him. I don't. Did, I mean, did I, he I, I think to beat this guy. Ah, uh, yeah, he did. He did. Okay, he beat right. this guy this time. Um, <laughs> But he he had lost the guy in the past. I mean, uh, I apologize, I, I can't remember his name because he he won an evil and he didn't make it this year. He's kind of a a notorious couch surfer where he'll like show up at your house and say, "Hey, can I crash here for evil and then not pay you anything, or like sleep in your hotel or something like that." Um, decent enough guy. He's exciting to watch because his team of of Hulk Hagar Sentinel when it's working, you're dead in like twenty seconds. Hmm. It's just boom, 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 boom done when it's not working it's just frustrating to watch because there's nothing he can do <laughs> um but yeah that's and there are other heels marin is a heel in the community justin wong has gone from being a bad guy to a good guy so justin really wong does was work a bad guy? in marvel versus capcom 2 he was because he won everything oh okay there was a period of time in mvc2 where nobody else won anything he was just that good he was playing a different game Basically. So he, he was the Lannister keeping all the other yes. down. Yes, absolutely. And people got tired of him. People didn't like him. Um, in three, for a while, it was Chris G and his Morrigan team, Morrigan Doom team, which worked but was no fun to watch because it was just zoning, 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 constantly zoning. So Chris G is another heel. So, but you've got your faces too. I mean, um, who's a good face? Well, Justin's Justin's a face now. Although Justin is is. I, I, I hesitate to call him relevant anymore. He doesn't win a lot of stuff. He got knocked out pretty quick. He doesn't win a lot of stuff anymore. Yeah. I mean, he may be back for, for Infinite, but in Street Fighter, But it was it not. was neat to see him fight Daigo. Justin? That was, yeah, that it was, was neat to me. Because they've been fighting for so long. Yeah, oh, here's the thing. Daigo isn't really relevant no, he's not. anymore either. No. Well, he, and that, he that's didn't, fine. He didn't make top eight. No, he didn't, and he hasn't for quite some time. Which is good. We need the new blood in there. We need people like for for the U.S. We need people like Punk in there, and we we need people like um, shit. I forgot his name. The guy who won Capcom Cup plays Guile. It'll come to me later. Um, uh, another kid. Yeah, um, no, but I think I remember the Guile player you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But um, what what blew me away about uh, about the top eight was that earlier in the day. It was clear that Punk was a better player than Tokido. Yes, absolutely. Punk he was. could just answer every like he could. Mm-hmm. He could have fucking done it. Yes, he could and have. And then and then it was exactly like you said like Tokido just had his number and mm-hmm. predicted everything Punk threw out and there was nothing Punk could do cuz he yeah. just got inside his head. Yep, yep. And that that just comes from experience. And that's all. Punk will be back. The the the, the American scene is is fine. We we've, we've got enough players here to to hold up. I am very interested in how the Evo Japan is going to work. There actually is going to be an Evo in Japan, and we're going to see how many Japanese players are actually really good that don't happen to travel. Ooh. So I predict American players are going to go over there at least the first year and just get eaten alive, drown in pools, because the average Japanese Street Fighter player, I would... Yeah put leagues ahead of the average American Street Fighter player 
just because it's it's just I mean I, it's what they do it's it's how they I mean they still have arcades for Pete's sake they practice all the time. So I remember uh, playing Final Fantasy XI, and we were on a server that had both Japanese players and North American players. And all the North American players knew, or the English-speaking players knew, that these Japanese players were just fucking dicks. <laughs> and this was because the Japanese players expected you to know all this incredibly high-end stuff about the game. And about, like, just the little minute decisions that were technically the best decision to make, that if you don't do it, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and we're not playing with you. So, and as far as the Japanese players were concerned... All of the English-speaking players were idiots, and they weren't worth playing with. They're just mm -hmm. going to fuck up your team. And they will they will wipe you if you bring them into your team, because when you're grinding levels in Final Fantasy XI, at least, a single enemy coming in when you don't expect it, your team is wiped. You're done. Yikes. Okay. And uh, one day there was a Japanese player looking for one other guy. And so I kind of, I, they had a translator in the system. And so I volunteered myself and they brought me in. And with the translator, we kind of communicated what was going on. We got to work and I played a samurai and, um, there's a, a system in Final Fantasy 11 online where if you use a skill, like one of your weapon skills, and then I wait three seconds and use a particular type of weapon skill with a particular type of element that interacts with the element of your weapon skill, it'll create what's called a skill chain. Okay. So my attack has done more damage. And then if another person does another skill that interacts with my attack, their attack will do yet more damage. And hmm. it'll keep building until a mage casts a spell that interacts with the last skill used to create what's called a magic burst, and it'll just fucking kill that thing. And the longer you keep that skill chain going, the more powerful each move becomes, the more powerful okay. magic burst becomes. So I played a samurai. Samurais specialized in earning uh, the points you need to spend to activate skill moves more quickly than any other class. Additionally, most classes, like a, a warrior's skills, most of their skills will be like earth, uh, whatever. A samurai has a skill that can interact with, or each one of their skills is of a different element. Okay. And you have the skills, and there's some items you can buy that allow a samurai to build skill points so fast they can create their own skill chain. Nothing else can do this. Everyone else is like, I used my skill! <laughs> talk to it me again. Hit. Talk, yeah, talk to me again in three minutes when I can do it again. <laughs> a samurai with this, uh, part, with the abilities that he had and with certain consumables you could use could achieve up to a six hit solo skill chain. Wow, okay. So, so I'm in this party with these Japanese players, and the puller, in quotation marks, which is the uh, person in the party who goes off and grabs an enemy and brings it back to the party, the puller brought back two of these things. And again, if you bring back an extra enemy, your party's going to be wiped. Okay. So on my samurai, as soon as this thing showed up, I turned around and I smacked it in the face, and I got all its attention on me. And the party's like, no, no, stop doing that, kill this other thing. And I did a six-hit solo skill chain on it and killed it. <laughs> and then turned around and just kept on beating on the mob that all my other, all the other <laughs> else in my party was doing. And this team was like, oh, my God, I've never seen anything like that. I can't believe you did that with the samurai. And I'm like, fucking impress the Japanese. <laughs> in the club. I'm in the club it now. It felt so good. <laughs> And that is when Chance decided he liked Senran Kagura games. No, no. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was just a reflection of me liking Samurai. I know, I know. 
being immersed in the culture. No. <laughs> that's actually where I first used the name Chance. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. That's also why I don't play MMOs, because that sounds really complicated. <laughs> well, that one was, um, yeah, higher-end World of Warcraft stuff. Is There's still this part of me that's kind of tempted by Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, the, the MMO on the yeah the yeah. MMO on the PS4. Like apparently, it just keeps getting better and better. But I'm like, I barely have the time to play. You know, no, no. Did you make time to watch that NoClip documentary on the fall and rise of 14? No. Oh, it's good. Hmm. It, it talks about how when 14 first came out, nobody liked it. Yeah. And now how they basically had to build two games. They had to fix 14 to keep people playing, but then build a new 14. Mm-hmm. And how there are all sorts of things that happened near the end of the old 14 that'll never happen again. They're like one-time events that there's no way to repeat because that game is gone. It's just, it's a very interesting view inside a Japanese company and how it was undone by its own hubris, literally. Um, well. they, nobody played any other MMORPGs to get any <laughs> ideas from them. <laughs> so they're making 14 on an island and nobody played WoW. To see what else is out there. Yeah, exactly. Which is why so much for 14 just didn't work when it came out. Mm -hmm. So, but they fixed it. And and now 14 is big and it, you know, it's not, it's not as big as wow. Nothing is, but it's, it's respectable and is still going and gaining subscribers. I still believe. So it was good. It was a long one. That one's a good three part hour and a half. It's like, I'm going to make a third person shooter, but I'm not going to pay attention to that control scheme from Resident Evil. Oh, (laughs) it's, I did, okay, quick story behind this, that will be done. A number of years ago, a friend of mine contacted me, and he see he had some ex-co-workers who decided that they wanted to make a game. Okay. Um, and they had this, they, they, they had their own IP that they were in love with. I don't remember what it was about, but it was some sci-fi thing that it was, I was not terribly interested in. But um, he brought me in just because he knows that I play everything. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they wanted somebody as almost a consultant to come in and, and, and say, give them advice. So I went out to their house and had a couple of beers with them. And the first thing I asked these two, two gentlemen, I said, well, what have you played that you like that you're trying to pull ideas from? Because there's nothing wrong with that. Everything's based on something else. It's all derivative of something. You know, what is your baseline? What are you, what are you basing this off of? And like, oh, well, we don't really play video games. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, see. And then I, I finished the evening out and never talked to them again because it, it, it seemed like they were being dismissive to the complexities of the industry, that they could just say, I'm going to make a video game, just mm-hmm. out of the blue. I'm like, no, guys, you can't. You, you, you need to, there's a vocabulary that you need to have that you could only get by being a player first. Yeah. You can't just out of the blue go out and make a video game. Maybe if you're a great artist, you can design characters. But the well, actual there are classes, man, like there are there yeah, are there places are. that teach game design. Yes, because there are right ways and there are wrong ways to do it. Mm-hmm. But you can't just go. I mean, no, these these guys were programmers. They were hardcore nerds. I mean, these were smart guys, but they they thought they could skip, you know, the trenches part and just make a game. I'm like, well, how's the combat going to work? Well, well, we don't know. So I started thinking, well, are you looking for like cover-based combat like Gears of War? Are you looking for more like dodgy kind of stuff? You know, like Devil May Cry things? What are you looking at? Oh, uh, um, uh, we would shoot stuff. I'm like, no, come on. So they underestimated. And it never, surprise, surprise, it never went anywhere. <laughs> so, oh, anyway. man, I didn't put that in the fucking headlines. Uh, the Darkest Dungeon guys confirmed with me this week that the Crimson Court is still on for uh, August 22nd on PlayStation. Excellent. 
Yay. Same price for the upgrade? What, 20? 20, 15, 15? 20 Canadian, probably. Okay. Well, yeah, okay. Well, that's good. You'll buy it again, correct? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I will be thrilled to buy it again. <laughs> you should just start sending Red Hook Christmas presents. You know, cards with thank yous. I'll send the money just as soon as they fucking start releasing the dioramas and art books. Ah. I want to buy that shit so bad. They did an update on their Kickstarter today about the dioramas and art books, but I can't view it because I never backed the game. Ah. To my eternal shame. Too late. It is. All right. Well, that about brings us to an end. Alex was busy tonight. He'll be back next week, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Chance, thank you for talking. My pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for listening and putting up with my my nasal voices that I was doing earlier. (laughs) We will see you in a week. (laughs) 